Good morning, Morgan. Today is Monday, March 15th, 2032. to pick you up. It's just a few tests. Don't forget to wear your suit. See you soon. Oh, listen, I, uh, really great you decided to come on board. We're gonna shake things up, Morgan. Like old times. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Soapstone Podcast. My name is Dave, joined as always by my co-host, Jake. How's it going tonight, Jake? Uh, it's going all right. I had some cheese earlier. Um, what type of cheese? I don't remember <laughs> for the for the quiz. I forget about cheese names. Guyer, Guyer, it's Japanese for something. Guyer, Gruer, Guyer. It is dark. You are likely to be killed by Gruer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it was pretty good. Had some crackers. I, I really like that buffalo cheese. Mm. It's very very strong. It's like buffalo sauce, and then they congealed it into cheese. Air quotes, <laughs> right? I've, it's it's interesting you mentioned that because I can already picture congealed like buffalo sauce. Like if I order wings or something and you get them like bathed in sauce, yeah. you, you have that as a default. <laughs> it's not something I have to imagine. It's just weird if you like leave it on a plate. Not that I ever leave things on plates, <laughs> but like the hot sauce just kind of like dries up yeah. and evaporates. I'm like, where is it going? Is the air now spicy? Is this what I have to look forward to? <laughs> God. <laughs> yeah. But no, cheese was good. Crackers yeah. were good. It's a nice um, start to the evening. And boy, how much more we have in store. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. <laughs> uh, so today is an extra special episode for me because um, I almost, I was like on the cusp of going back to see what games actually came out in 2017 that could compete with this because this is before we had started recording episodes we should say the name of the game yeah I was, it'll be five minutes before we get there i was trying to circle around as much as possible but i believe uh shot in the dark that prey would have been my game of the year for 2017 because it was real good this was my first time playing prey uh and jake was super dick hard on it in mm -hmm. 2017 i think i bought it for you at some point didn't i you did it was a it was a holiday sale you're like hey you should play this game and i was like okay <laughs> and you treated it like i treat all the videos that yeah. you link me <laughs> Jake, you really like this I, I don't know if that's true <laughs> so i had enough interest to play it initially but it didn't catch my interest to be like oh i'm gonna sit down and continue to play through it now coming back i am actually upset at jake for not making me play it because I really enjoy the fuck out of it. It oh, is yeah. a solid game. I'm probably going to do another playthrough at some point because mm -hmm. there's so many options throughout the game that I did not explore. Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy adaptive. But for the type of game it is, it is an uh, immersive sim. So you can feel... Bioshock. Like, it's like Bioshock, yeah. Like Bioshock or uh, Deus Ex uh, a little bit more because you have like a bit more variation in how you can approach problems. Mm -hmm. um, but it is entirely that sci-fi fantasy first person rpg with the upgrades um and honestly just a a really cool setting that they they established really early and 
uh, I guess we can just get right in. So what were, what were your thoughts on the opening for Prey? So I've I've continued that one playthrough since 2017. Mm-hmm. So I do not have. Oh, super you actually fresh you jumped memory. right you jumped straight back in. Okay. So well. it's not like I got super far. I probably put in two to three hours. Yeah. But I was still in that first area. I didn't really explore too too much. Mm-hmm. So when I picked back up, I'm like, all right, uh, shouldn't fight anything. <laughs> okay, continue on. So I, I want to talk about the opening a little bit then, because Prey has an awesome opening where uh, you plays Morgan, you either male or female. You choose at the beginning of the game, um, and that's the advantage of picking Morgan. You know, <laughs> it's a gender-neutral name, um, and you go about your like uh, your day, which is like taking a helicopter ride to another um, building, uh, going through some tests where uh, researchers give you really simple tasks, mm. um, like move all of the boxes out of a circle, and then. Uh, like hide in this room with nothing to hide behind. That was a that was a fun one because I was immediately like, I don't know. <laughs> I think I went for the corner, or I just like stood there and uh-huh. waited for them to be like, okay, thank you. It's like an aside. There's um, th- there's like a time you you only have so long to hide, and you progress regardless, right? It's not like an actual test, but depending on where you hide in the room, there's different dialogue. So if uh, you just stand there perfectly stationary and don't attempt to hide at all, they're just like, uh, well, okay, we'll we'll, we'll go to the next one. (laughs) If you run up to the front of the room and try to hide like next to the window, the researcher uh, window, he'll say, "Uh, Morgan, we can still see you. And if you hide, you just duck behind the one chair that's in the room. The female researcher says, uh, he's he's hiding behind the chair <laughs> and it's just the it's, only object in the room <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's just kind of hilarious um but it's it's all meant to kind of put you off a little bit the final test is a uh, series of questions like oh you were killed how do you feel about that You're like ah, i feel vindictive for um no one has the right to do that or i'm at peace and then they give you like a bunch of trolley problems yeah it all seems kind of Innocuous might not be the right word, mm-hmm. but you don't understand the context for anything currently because you're just like, what is this game? Yeah. A series of puzzles and random questions from researchers as you go through. Yeah. And um, the uh, right after finishing that, like uh, a graphic pops up um, that's kind of like an ink, ink blot design um, on the screen. And then the head researcher like goes to take a sip of his, his coffee cup, but there's two here and he's like, Oh, it's already, already empty. Like what's, what's wrong with coffee? And, uh, it turns out it's a mimic and it attacks him and kills him. So a mimic is one of the most upsetting, but cool things about this game. Mm-hmm. Cause basically there's an alien species called the Typhon, uh, one of which is a mimic and it is very, I guess like a head crab might yeah. be a comparison. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like much more tentacles. More, more wispy and wiry. Mm-hmm. But it can take on the form of other things. So in this case, it was a coffee cup. But there's literally no way to tell that it's a mimic. Yeah. Um, so the researcher gets killed, I believe. And then... Mm-hmm. Like it, gas fills the, the room, which yeah. knocks you out. And uh, your brother, uh, Alex is like oh is morgan okay and they're like yeah he or she's unconscious he in my case uh, for my playthrough and um they're like he's like okay we'll handle it i'm, I'm on my way um 
and then you are fade to black you're out of it and you wake up to your alarm clock and the standard um your clock tells you the day and it's the same day as it was just previously um but uh your brother doesn't call you this time because it take the helicopter ride to come over to exactly he doesn't he doesn't call you um but otherwise everything else seems okay until you leave your apartment you grab your suit you put it on you leave your apartment just as you would in the previous day uh but the hallway outside of your apartment is darkened and where there was like a janitor lady uh doing some repair work before now she's dead um and it looks like there's a there's a special like uh desiccated look for people who are victims of mimics because it like pales them makes them look like prunes kind of it kind of husks husks them out a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like if you've seen in any movie where they kind of like suck out somebody's life force and it kind of ages them, it makes their skin kind of pull in towards their bones. It's just, they have nothing. They yeah. look malnourished. Yeah. They, they're having a bad time <laughs> or they had a bad time. Um, but you can grab uh, her wrench and then there's nowhere else you can go. You can go to like the the elevator you took to get to the roof before, but it doesn't go anywhere. It's like unpowered. And, um, a, a voice calls you, uh, and it's a robotic voice and it, it self identifies as January and it self identifies. Like, what a 2020 phrase. Right there. <laughs> I self identify as Jake. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's like, Hey, you know, we got to get you out of your apartment and you don't really know how to do that, but there's a door. There's like, uh, a glass door to your patio and you're like high-rise apartment it's a sunny day outside and you're like all right the door's locked but i have a wrench right problem solver <laughs> uh, and you can smash that glass um but as soon as you do uh you realize that you're not smashing the glass to view outside as soon as you smash the glass you realize that you are in a uh like a test chamber essentially so basically you broke the the monitor that was like projecting hey this is outside quotes quotes yeah and it's, it's it's like your chill in the beginning of portal pretty mm-hmm. much there's actually like uh it's it's worth noting the the glass the game uses it several times it's called looking glass um in the game itself uh but it's really cool technologically uh because it respects position so you can see like objects outside as you walk left right forward and back and everything looks real until you break the glass and then um whatever part you broke out just now is not um you can't see through that anymore it's or you see out to reality it's hard to describe i guess i'll let me make an attempt yeah yeah go for it so basically it's as if you were watching tv you have an image projected Mm mm-hmm but it's also like you're physically there for whatever it's showing. It's 3D. So if I'm looking episode, straight yeah. into the TV, I'm going to see that front-facing view. Mm-hmm. If I take a couple steps to the left, I could see what would be in that space of the TV mm-hmm. in the back right. Yeah. You so it's like, like you're actually looking it. through. Yeah. It's like if you're looking at like the window in somebody's house. Don't do that, by the yeah, way. Right. But if you like go from left to right, you can see different angles. But you're seeing into something exactly versus like being across the street with the binoculars, and you just see she's watching TV with her <laughs> new family. Um, it's on a flat screen. You're right. looking in on a three. There, space. there is depth to it based on angle and positioning. 
and the game uses it like at several points and it's just a really cool technology and it's obvious they wanted to like show it off but it does it's told it's fully paid off at the beginning of the game when you smash that glass for the first time and realize that you're in a test chamber um there's there's a cool part uh after that um because the helicopter ride was fake it's all just like on a gyroscope the other building is actually right next to your building the elevator doesn't go anywhere it just um they change the uh there's like walls that come in and out to change the location so the whole helicopter ride's fake uh it's all just looking glass over like san francisco you're actually on talos one which is a space station um in space in space yeah that's fair it's not like they were working on it on earth and they're like we'll get it up there one day <laughs> right no this 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 boy's up there yeah but you quickly realize like everything's gone to crap the, yeah the recording with your brother's voice is on a computer uh a technician's computer right next to uh your your room quote unquote and you can just hit a button to make his his like morning call play through your your uh radio yeah so pretty much it's a full shatters reality type thing because mm-hmm. they give you an initial premise and then they quickly yank that away but what you saw with the mimic was not fake That's because true. as you start to explore your surroundings you a don't really see people uh but you start to see some mimics here and there and other instances of these typhon yeah and you mm-hmm. realize shit's real fucked um because typhon are have infected the station yeah and there aren't really living people as far as you know at this point yeah. at least you're not coming across any you find a lot of dead crew members throughout the game oh yeah which i kind of like in the way that they actually for each terminal you'll be at for a different area you'll say like hey here are the people who work in this area or who are here and they might be like missing or found based on whether you found them or not exactly and usually each body will have some items or stuff for you to pick up there's actually an achievement it's like lost and found for finding almost everyone there's there's some like mercy space where um you don't have to find it's like 260 living and dead people and the whole the whole thing but uh, you only need to find like 244 or something like that to actually only get the achievement yeah it still takes forever (laughs) but but like at this point in the game uh i really liked obviously them giving you a wrench getting some of those bioshock vibes yeah Mm -hmm. also it's a very in the same way of bioshock or other games it's very desolate because you're on this big ass empty space station with dead bodies yeah and aliens and coffee cups which you're not sure are coffee cups or not (laughs) and that really adds to the excitement of the game because anytime you encounter something you're fairly weak because you start out with a wrench yeah Mm -hmm. and then you get a stun gun which is your slightly more ranged way to deal with something and then haul ass yeah they they don't give you much at all but it's it feels cool because i would like crouch and go slowly Mm -hmm. to see if a mimic would stop being a coffee cup and start to attack me yeah uh or just to explore because they actually do have a lot of detail throughout the game Mm -hmm. and i wish i played it even slower than i did because the art style is very detailed amazing yeah and like every computer where it's like hey this is so-and-so's email it adds lore to the world and they're actually either well written or funny yeah they're not just corpses yeah 
I don't think there's there's Nothing's very few. there just for the fuck of it. Exactly. And if you're if you are if you do go slowly, like the mimics, um, sometimes you can see them kind of like vibrate. They'll just shake a little bit, like they're struggling to maintain their their form. Uh, but one of the things I absolutely love about it is um, the intuitive nature of uh, prey. So like if you the mimics can disguise themselves as any nearby object. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're like looking through an office area and you see two chairs at a desk like if you're not if you're just playing the game you know going forward whatever that might not mean anything but if you take a break and you're like hey wait why would there be two chairs at this desk that people don't study together (laughs) right exactly this isn't a paired programming experience like little little pieces of information like that Mm. help you out or you see two two types that are very like the same object side by side a lot of times that's a mimic I honestly have never noticed that, so it goes to show you what type of player I am. <laughs> I'm very uh, devil may care, just off doing my own shit. Uh, pretty early though, you get uh, you get neuro mods, which are like the game's persistent progression. And did you grab mods that enabled you to pay attention less but go forward more, <laughs> keep the the tempo up, or did you go more stealthy? so as you know every mm-hmm. time i i went more stealthy mm-hmm. there are different trees which we'll probably hit on more in a little bit yeah um but i just went things that would be like hey this will help you sustain more or a little more stealth a little more maybe you can pick up heavier objects to find different entrances to areas yeah you can get strong strong <laughs> another great thing about the game is you always have options to approach a thing oh yeah so a lot of times i would see like this small passageway i'm like oh my god if i was too if i was strong enough to move that box yeah mm-hmm. um they tempt you with it <laughs> to go back uh every time i do stealth i'm like i want to be a stealth god yeah and then shit hits the fan <laughs> and then i pull out my shotgun and i go hog wild uh-huh and i'm like okay back to stealth and there's just like everything's broken <laughs> dead bodies are everywhere <laughs> And obviously, I failed my stealth, but... <laughs> this is why you're the best, boss. <laughs> <laughs> boss, you killed a child. <laughs> it's like you're sneaking up with a mission. The guy goes, hey, just remind you. And you're like, ah! And you, like, shoot him. Like, That's close. <laughs> <laughs> it's very accurate, though. There's there's a lot of spooky things in Prey. Um, and, like, by the end of it, you can be the spookiest thing. But... Uh, That's the truth. <laughs> it, is, it is definitely the truth. Um, another enemy is a phantom which are uh, people that are essentially created from human corpses. They're, they're Typhon. They run around. They kind of say human lines sometimes uh, just to creep you out. Well, it's kind of like a Spectre from Dota 2 mm-hmm. yeah. type human lines. Like everything's kind of very ethereal, not fully formed. Mm-hmm. But they are humanoid, shadowy creatures. And they do dashes. They do like reality dashes. Like little blinks. Yeah. Or like, like shadow st- shadow step is probably shadow step yeah where it's like hey uh i just detected you and then they take like a step forward and then jump 20 feet to you and then attack you and you're like oh okay and they don't necessarily just hit you with their shadow shadow mitts mm-hmm. as much as they might uh send telekinetic blasts your way yep um and you don't start out with like a huge health pool no nope. or weapons <laughs> so much so you really kind of got to early 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 game early doors mm-hmm. uh find that pacing for when you want to engage with something and if you need to at all 
Yeah, especially considering your resources. Like you'll only have so many med packs. You only have so much food, which heals you slowly, um, and you'll only have so much ammo. Yeah, at the start of the game. But one thing the game does really well that I've grown to appreciate more and more is is very much a game where as you are going through and exploring things, you are kind of picking up everything. Yeah. If you touch a body, you're like, and pick up all that stuff. Open a box and all that stuff. Yes, everything. And eventually your inventory gets kind of cluttered. You're like, what am I doing with these junk items I can't do anything with? <laughs> you got 52 banana peels on and about your person. <laughs> right. I'm like, this seems... What, am I going to trip a Typhon comedically? No. <laughs> but you find these um, recycling machines mm. where you can stuff all that extra shit into, press a boop button, mm. and then it drops out these materials in like little cute cubes yeah cubes and spheres right? so you pick up all the cubes you're like all right my inventory is about the same amount maybe a little bit more space mm-hmm. but then you can find a fabricator where you can put in these raw resources to make things like oh that would be nice to have a shotgun <laughs> right. or shotgun ammo or goo gun ammo yeah oh yeah goo gun is uh it's an interesting kind of inclusion here i gotta say it is i was already enticed in the game initially but this added more to it yeah i'll let you sure sure describe a little bit um before i get too hype so uh i I would ask you how many how many ways do you think you can use the glue gun and pray if you could come up with a number because i and i'll tell you i'll tell you how many i can think of should i think in my head quietly or should i like list them out just guess like a number all right, fill the air time while I think sure, for a yeah. <laughs> So I'll, I'll start listing what I know. Uh, so you can use the glue gun to glue walls, uh, but the game explicitly says in a loading screen, uh, and they, they have the scientific word for it that I can't remember, but it doesn't attach to glass. There's an in-universe description for why it can't attach to glass. It uh-huh. has to be other types of surfaces. I'm going to say four. Four, okay, interesting. Uh, so you can glue walls um, to either block off doorways that would take a lot of glue or or to make a ladder exactly so since you can it's kind of like you throw some goop on the wall and then it congeals and hardens Mm -hmm. but if you do it at like a 45 degree angle up a wall you can essentially have enough space to kind of walk up the side in between like some jumping the game also has like some some vaulting or uh, what's the term it's not gantry but it begins with G. Anyways, uh, whenever you climb up something. Um, if you're like near the top, you'll kind of yeah. use your upper body leverage to do the rest of it. Especially if you get like a couple physical upgrades, you can like for jump height, <laughs> which is literally under human. Oh, I can't. I was so happy when I got that. It's so good. It was but a late game though. You can just drop like uh, a couple gloop things on the wall and then just jump, grab one, jump, grab one, jump, grab one, and just vertically climb with yeah. them. It's so freaking good. But yeah, you can climb. Uh, you can goop enemies, which slows them down until they're fully gooped, at which point they're frozen for a bit. Yeah, and you can do extra physical damage to them. Yeah. It's so I the one two punch. The, yeah, the one two is like <laughs> goop wrench. <laughs> yep. Give them the goop, give them the wrench. It, it amps uh, all types of damage, though, which is like really cool. Um, so you can like use the full shotgun blast and it does a lot <laughs> that's kind of what i did mm-hmm. i didn't always necessarily wait to goop them though yeah it yeah, depends it if later. i was found from my stealth or not 
it's it's a nice um you give you get tons of goop ammo and it's pretty cheap to make uh, mm-hmm. and resources um so you can actually if you're running low on other types of ammo you can utilize that amped damage more by slowing down all your opponents before you, you go for the the coup de gras um you can also use it to shoot and disable uh, electric arcing uh boxes um I say boxes, but electrical I'm gonna, boxes. Is what I'm, I'm going to blanket say disable hazards. Because yes. a lot of times maybe like a That's fire true. has mm-hmm. broken out in a space. So you're like, yeah, I'm going to jizz all over. <laughs> and it kind of puts out the fire. Yep, it's flame retardant. Um, it'll also Jake, block. we don't. <laughs> <laughs> it'll also uh, block um, if there's like fl- uh, gas pipes that have uh, fires in them. It'll seal those up. You can literally do. I, I was I remarked to you before the episode. You do yeah. more repairs in this than Isaac does in Dead Space, by far. Like, yeah, Isaac doesn't weld shit in that game. No, he's not actually that great of an engineer. Um, but yeah, I think that's that's most of it. Um. Well, also, just because it is a projectile slash weapon, it doesn't Mm -hmm. deal damage. Mm -hmm. But if you're unsure about a room (coughs) and you want to conserve bullet ammo and not swing wildly with a wrench, Mm -hmm. you can throw out some goop stuff and you might catch a mimic. It's true. Mm -hmm. Or if you're not sure something is, but you want to check at range, use a goop. Yeah. It's it's, uh, way better than shooting wildly with like expensive ammo that's harder yeah. to replace and you have stamina so you can't run around with your wrench and keep swinging indefinitely mm. i think you get like four swings before you're just kind of like lightly poking them with the wrench like please die yeah and you feel like an, a geriatric at that point <laughs> you can get like some type some neuromod upgrades to increase your stamina but i probably in my ratings tier list i would value those lower um uh the there's a there's a combat reflexes like slow mo time thing which also gives you more uh, stamina efficiency and I think at highest rank for that you're almost like stopped in time compared to the enemies you move full speed and you don't consume any stamina with your attacks so you kind of just turn into like a ninja with a wrench I guess I don't know wrench yeah yeah <laughs> no that was bad doesn't quite work <laughs> I'll get back to you on that um but yeah I think that's most of it like four or five usually like if it's a puzzle solving uh, tool in a game like this you might only have limited use for it but the goop gun or the goo gun stays like useful through the whole thing i use it less toward the end but it's also always a viable option to mitigate incoming threat yeah there's some enemies later on and there are also some parts of the game where you're uh, in space that's true yeah <laughs> surprise surprise space station it's better in space it is because i can kind of just spray an area mm-hmm. and it's just gonna go indefinitely but it's nice to kind of scatter blast certain things there's these uh cystoid type typhon that like spawn from uh, uh cyst nests basically and they they sense movement so when you get close to them one you get some radiation which is like its own sort of damage type and debuff um but uh they'll explode if you get too close or an object gets too close is more accurate um, they release these little tiny swarmy bubbles, I guess I'd describe them as. Yeah. They're yeah. kind of like weird, weird tribbles in a way. Yeah, actually. That's a Star Trek <laughs> reference. That's a good one, actually. That's a good one. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> but uh, there's, so the first time I played through way back in the day, I was like, I kind of struggled with them. They caused me pain. Sometimes I'd take shoot, suit damage and I'd, like start losing oxygen in zero g which is never a fun time 
Um, cause usually you have infinite oxygen and let until your, your suit breaks. <laughs> um, but in this playthrough, I found out they freaking track movement and their like encyclopedia entry in the journal tells you that. So if you like just pick up something throw, throwing like in space and you throw it near them, the uh, tribbles will chase it down and explode on it. Completely harmless. Yeah. There would be times I would just find like a, a scrap of something or like a fire extinguisher or just like a, you know, gas canister that are always laying about in games. And I just kind of yeet it out and then just pop yeah. off. I didn't even consider it my first playthrough. I just wasted tons of ammo and I used goop. Goop is goop is much more efficient for that because they still die to it. Yeah, I like how we derailed really hard off of uh, the goo gun and also those narrow ones. Yeah. <laughs> so some of the cool things you can do in the trees, uh, you can put points into. We obviously we're talking about some strength. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to move some objects out of the way to explore different paths. Mm-hmm. Also, there's some stuff you can do to repair. Yeah, there's some turrets really in the game. I never put points into that, and I should have. Into repair. Because every time it's like, hey, if you were two levels higher in repair, you could oh, yeah. do something here. I'm like, damn it. Um, you can hack in this game, mm-hmm. which out of the other types of games like this, this has been my favorite hacking. Yeah. You're kind of just moving a a little ball through a grid, and you'll have some square barricades. Yeah. But you have hazards. a little bit of uh, inertia, so you'll bump off some things. Uh, but basically, you have to go to the specific area and press the correct key, yes. which will show up when you get there. Mm-hmm. But you might hit some something that will stun you along the way, etc. And then it's timed. Yeah. I don't think you get penalized if you fail the hack. Uh, you take a little bit of damage. You get shocked. You just okay. Go, but I feel like it. that's the best way to punish hackers. Yeah, just G- shock give them, them a light taste. <laughs> light. Light. Stop it. Stop it, you. Electric chair. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Please take a seat. Chris, no. Um, um, trying yeah. to think what else for humans. Um, scavenging. Mm-hmm. You can get better at that. Yeah, you can get some recycling efficiency in the human tree, which is really good uh, if you recycle literally everything like I, like I did. Um, don't need this gun (laughs) (laughs) i mean in some cases yeah if you got like another shotgun um they also get the ability to upgrade their weapons which i'm sure you did if you were going yeah so initially for any weapon as you get like upgrade packs you can kind of just drop it in which is pretty nice um and there are different things for like maybe accuracy handling range damage reload you can only do one level and the rest are locked Mm -hmm. until you put points in that it's and like then, a taste, right? Yeah. It's like, hey, wouldn't it be nice if your stuff was better? <laughs> so yeah, you can actually max that out. And once I did, I put everything into the shotgun because mm-hmm. that was my my damage golden choice. It's beautiful. It's pretty good. A maxed out shotgun in Prey is fairly absurd. And you reload so fast. <laughs> yeah. And you can also get like sneaky crits. Mm-hmm. So if uh, you hit an enemy who has not detected you, you will do essentially backstab damage. It is great. Yeah. I think the human trees, they're made up of like the scientist branch and the security branch. I think those are the two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, Jake, I noticed twice that you said human, human tree, <laughs> which is not something you can grow or buy normally in the States, yeah. but... <laughs> it's the genome branch there. Um, something I like about the game is they hide the other options uh entirely until you first i think um you get an item called the psychoscope 
which is just like uh, do you remember like the the camera from bioshock how you could use it to take pictures yeah you got like research by doing that and you could get some upgrades this is somewhat similar to that um, it's nicer than bioshock it is because bioshock yeah. you had to switch to the camera is that mm-hmm. right yeah it was like a weapon slot yeah with the psychoscope you can just have that as a hud overlay on top of everything else it kind of narrows your field of view a little bit it's like a monocle like a giant monocle in the middle of your head that's what it looks like cyclops (laughs) yes cyclops yes yeah um but the first thing you get with the psychoscope is the ability to detect mimics yeah it's Mm -hmm. and it's a specific chipset you can Mm -hmm. put in there and you can swap out for other chipsets later um but i'll say like hey that chair it's not a chair <laughs> fake chair <laughs> so it gives you a bit of a heads up and you can check before you go into a room a lot of times i would forget i had that option and be like oh shit goddamn yeah, right yeah because you get comfortable to a point and then <laughs> you get reminded why you should not be right There's... but also as you are seeing something that is typhon you will kind of scan it and if you get enough scan progress it'll say like hey here's some cool stuff and it starts to unlock pieces of this Typhon tree yep. for skill sets with neuromods where you can essentially get Typhon powers. Mm-hmm. And I did not really go into any of this outside of like one trial thing because I'm a human. Right. I represent humans. <laughs> but Jake, you said you had a really fun playthrough going full Typhon. Yeah, so pretty much. Pretty what much are some of the things typhon. you can do with Typhon mods? So there's, there's a couple things I love about it. Um, I also wanted to uh, mention one thing about the psychoscope. Yeah. It's similar to detective vision in like Batman, but where detective vision, you always had it on in Batman. So you didn't like lose awareness of anything and pray your sound is dampened when you have the psychoscope really? on. It's harder to hear things. I missed, I missed that sound thing. So it's harder to like, it's a little bit harder to track all of your surroundings if you're relying on it hundred percent, which I love. There's a trade off, um, but it makes you immune to fear while you're wearing it as well which is good i could use one of those sometimes uh but the, the mods you get with it they're entirely based off of what you scan so if you scan a mimic uh, mimicry is the skill you get um if you scan a phantom you get the ability to do fire kinetic blasts it's kind of like it's like if ash uh scanned the pokemon instead of catching them and then he cast thunderbolt that's what prey is like I would have gone a Kirby route, but I see, I see what you said. <laughs> Kirby works too, yeah. <laughs> um, so, but like as mimicry, can mm-hmm. you actually mimic something? Yeah. So like you can mimic anything a basic mimic could could mimic. And the, the first time I played the game, I didn't take advantage of it whatsoever. I was like, this takes two psi energy, which is just like your mana sort of psionic potential energy. Um, you can refill with eve hypos i guess <laughs> they're, they're psi hypos but they're the same thing it, it's it's your mana it's, it's your eve yeah we know what it is um i barely used it in my first playthrough and then this one i realized that there's a lot of like security booths or things like that where there'll be like a little like a security slot at a bank or something like that like a teller station where it's like here's your security glass yeah because you can slide envelopes pretty much so i i had like a moment in this playthrough where i was like huh and then I went and I like grabbed a book, uh, like that was in the nearby vicinity, not immediately there, but nearby. And I just set it up there on the edge, jumped up on the edge and crouched down like a crazy person and then mimicked the book on the ledge and just slid my way through the, <laughs> through the little gap, uh, reverted to human form and unlocked the door from the inside. And I'm like, I'm a freaking genius. 
Hello, this is your local library. I want to say you have some overdue jakes. <laughs> you could please swing by at your earliest convenience. It's kind of funny. It's awesome. You can just be another object in the game, though. And they all, like, you move by, like, rolling or doing little hops as the object. You can just, like, <laughs> do a little hop. It's like your, um, not like Katamari, but uh, a game of life or something like that. One of those. It's like you are bread. Yeah, exactly. Exactly like that. Um, but love mimicry. Uh, good problem solving one. You also get remote manipulation, which I barely use till the end of the game. Is that just like telekinesis? Yeah, but it lets you interact with things um, at like crazy distances once it's upgraded. And it's any interactable. So anything that you'd usually have to hit your interact key to do, you can do with telekinesis. Whether that's hack a turret or upgrade a turret by reinforcing it with a repair skill or okay so that actually has good use where you could be like further away from enemies who are patrolling and you're just like and mind powers turn on the computer (laughs) exactly yeah they hear like the windows 95 startup they're like what is that it's really cool and you you have um your uh, presence is next to the object while you're interacting with it so your body is like vulnerable because you're astral projecting basically over there oh it's a projection thing mm-hmm. okay yeah it's it's pretty neat and then there's a bunch of there's a bunch of attack stuff so kinetic blast we mentioned uh flame geyser sort of thing which you can get from uh flame variant phantoms there's a shock phantom as well yep really good against robots um it stuns them and uh yeah there's there's some there's some really cool stuff in there you get resistance to all their things uh as well as you continue to learn them um, and there's uh, a shield, which is similar to like Quinn from The Witcher, and that it blocks a certain instance of damage mm-hmm. by default, just like one. Um, but it builds up to like three. Uh, do you remember the Weaver enemies? Oh uh, yeah, I think they they kind of look like an amoeba, mm-hmm. and they had like an overshield. Yeah, so that's where you learn it. You learn their overshield. But they have a special effect where if you don't have the psychoscope down and you damage them, uh, their shield breaks, but it affli- if, um, it afflicts you with fear. So you're like, your okay. cursor starts to be like, and it, you're, uh, you see like some halo on the side of your screen. It's not the game, but you know, like halo effect. Um, but the backlash skill, which you learn from them, eventually has that effect. So you can fear Typhon when they attack you because you're a god and how dare they? <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's just it's great uh, eventually you can corrupt the water supply essentially on the station to make it uh, psionically charged so every time you take a sip of water it's like refilling your your mana essentially I, I will say by default if you take a sip of water from like a water fountain it it recovers one health one hit point <laughs> I think it is you can do it indefinitely you can there's a cooldown there's a cooldown of like 15 seconds mm-hmm. so per, it's not per, your per most source. efficient yeah yeah so if you're like in if you're in like a bathroom it behooves you to take a sip from every fountain (laughs) i've now i've searched the toilet might as well (laughs) another thing that's uh really cool because you do have fairly limited resources as we keep saying Mm -hmm. uh, but there are these robots who work on the station yeah and there are different types operators that's operators that's what it is yeah Mm -hmm. yeah uh, but there are ones that be like, oh, I'm a medical operator. Mm-hmm. So if you go and talk to it, it'd be like, all right, here you go. And it just heals you yeah. to full. Greetings, Dr. You. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. But depending on how hurt you are, it might just be like, oh, you just have a couple of scratches. Or, uh, oh, God. <laughs> and then there's also one for engineering, which mm-hmm. does your uh, suit, which is your armor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I always forget that I have. And then there's also one... Science operator. Yeah. Science operator mm-hmm. would give you your quote-unquote mana yeah it's just like your mental resources are below peak that's a topping up <laughs> <You're I don't>... dumb. <laughs> <laughs> but it's uh for a while i was always like grinding out things trying to get uh, resources to recycle and then fabricate into what i needed yeah uh, but there are times i just stopped making health kits because i'd be like i'll just find a station yeah. i'll get a little 3d operator. print a robot and <laughs> just let it I'll just talk to it the game has like a limit on it. Most of the the stations can only like create three, yeah, of the given type. But you really have to be like abusing these operators to run through three of them. Like the enemies normally don't target them unless they're technopaths. Uh, okay, sidebar <laughs> about technopaths. Because every time like you see a new enemy in the game, you're like, all right, the fuck is this shit? It's always something mean and nasty. It starts mm-hmm. off with mimics, so you get a little bit sus of the world around you. You find phantoms, which are your humanoid and you see them in a distance you're like i will path around them and then you get fucking technopaths oh my gosh yeah what is a technopath it's a great it question. is a giant black ghost with a, a cyclops eye mm-hmm. uh and it essentially controls robots nearby yeah and can also kind of spawn electrical pulses mm-hmm. wherever the fuck you are at yep it doesn't need to see you just like if it knows you there yeah yeah and it is a really brutal to deal with so you can't always necessarily go in shotguns a blazing um this is like weird things yeah (laughs) this is i shoot and i switch to the other shotgun in my inventory Ah, okay Um, okay but you can like goop them Mm -hmm. to kind of disable them and then get some hits in Uh, you can use some psionic abilities there's, there's one with those there's one that's really amazing one i haven't mentioned my top my top psy shock which uh the other path can use against you a uh, telepath but psy shock uh disables psionic abilities in when it's used against you and when it's used against them and technopaths will like uh take over turrets by literally like flying into them and then making it hover near its body and yep. corrupt it with Typhon. Yep. And so they can be a problem because <laughs> they'll just literally have flying turrets there, around them. There's one as later in the game where it just has like two turrets and it's just flying around. I'm like, bro, <laughs> come on. It just has pet turrets. But you, you, you hit that with Psyshock and it loses the ability to telekinetically suspend the turrets and they'll fall to the ground, take full fall damage, possibly break. Um, and then it can't cast lightning at you when it's affected by the debuff from Psyshock, which lasts up to like 20 seconds at max level. Uh, it has no attacks. <laughs> yeah. It's really good. <laughs> it's really good. I really wish I went more into the uh, Sonic abilities route. Mm-hmm. Or maybe just did like a mix. But there's so many times I'm like, oh, I can possibly boost my max health. Yeah. Or upgrade th- my guns i think or- it's better better for an early playthrough because if you if you do really neglect all the human stuff you are pretty glass cannon yeah um and if you are casting abilities a bunch and you didn't do the psionic water like upgrade or whatever i can i consider it an upgrade for the station um 
then you can run out of psi hypos pretty quickly too. Yeah, there's definitely a point in the game where I ran out of pretty much all resources, and I think I chased down a telepath, mm -hmm. which, as you can imagine, just controls people instead yeah. of robots, uh, just with a wrench. <laughs> I was, uh, I had That's no other desperate. options. They fired homing projectiles at you. <laughs> yeah, it was not a good time. Because I would, like, go into my inventory, eat a med kit, or, like, try and salvage <laughs> a rotten banana uh -huh. into health, and then just go back to, like, swing in the wrench. <laughs> yeah. But, um, man, yeah. exploring the station is really cool mm -hmm. because they actually have different departments. Yeah. Like, I wish my fucking company had. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it does but it was cool to see that's like, a weird wish kind of right you're like i hate this monolithic department structure at my work we all work for the company but what what do i do you work for the company but it's cool to see like hey here's where people live yeah crew quarters crew quarters mm -hmm. or here's specifically science lab here is water treatment here is pump station yeah. psychotronics for experimenting with the typhon did you see the uh, the red uh posters they had for psychotronics that was just like head-on profile with the psychoscope in the middle it looks like some crazy evil like <laughs> oh, cyber yeah, world yeah. war ii propaganda nonsense i don't know it's great that's part of like the aesthetic of the game is like i don't want to say like 1930s-esque mm -hmm. it does have some of that propaganda vibe yeah but everything also is very modern and futuristic but not overly futuristic it's yeah. not like future sci-fi it's like theoretically in 30 40 years yeah it's like a couple degrees of separation from yeah reality it does have that like overwhelming sort of corporations rule the world thing that is becoming yeah. reality yeah. faster than yeah. it should yeah. but uh like one of the one of the things with neuromods is the consumer application is when you use a neuromod it can have like a skill set that they basically scanned from a highly qualified individual so like here's a scientist and they know how biology works so we scanned their brain now we can make a neuromod so you stab your eye with this needle thing and now you know how biology works immediately you just have it as a skill the downside is if they ever do the process to reverse that to remove the biology thing your brain goes back to the moment you first use the neuromod. You forget all of your memories in that time, that whole time, which is what was happening at the beginning of the game. But it is very corporate kind of uh, corporate, corporate overlord ish because they were doing it to all the employees essentially on the station, like consistently. They're like, okay, we're done with this phase of the project. Everybody gets wiped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a, uh... A really wild storyline mm -hmm. as far as that's concerned but it's a uh, really fucking cool because again you're piecing this together from the few side quests of oh hey somebody left their password for the secret cache of stuff yeah for something that they were trying to do as like a side hustle you can go find that mm -hmm. or maybe there are a couple of people alive on the ship spoilers there are yeah <laughs> not many not many there's not a lot um but they might say like hey um i'm gonna help you do this but you got to help me do something here because, uh, again, shit's pretty bad. Yeah. And it's just none of them feel grindy. Mm -hmm. There's very few that are like out of the way and exploratory. Mm -hmm. But 
Some of the achievements feel a little grindy, but the the moment by moment. Well, I mean, mission, achievements are. Yeah, there's one that's Transstar Gourmet, which is eat one of every type of food and drink in the whole <sighs> the whole station. That's I followed a guide I would for do. it. I followed a guide for it. I was like, I'm I'm gonna do this. I had a spreadsheet on the side too, made it a little easier. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's definitely fun to explore. Um, and how you interact with people actually has some impact on like how the game develops. So you mentioned there was a couple survivors. Mm. Um, if you helped them out, then they'll like use the fabricator in your office and like generate you some supplies or neuromods. Um, in one case, you get a, a free chipset. They're they're randomly like there's some randomness in the game. Oh, so whenever you picked up a chipset, uh, that's randomized. I think okay. the, the first one I think is always detect mimics. And then every single one beyond that is random. Um, so you might get the one that makes it so you slowly regenerate uh, Psy over time. What? That's a pretty good one. <laughs> Damn it. All I got was uh, faster scanning. Uh-huh. Uh, there's like a pistol crit bonus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's, there's a shotgun, shotgun crit yeah. bonus. <laughs> Fucking equip that. Yeah. Uh, I forget some of the others, though. Mm-hmm. But a lot of those are more so for overall... I mean, it's, I guess it passes in the same way that your skill trees are. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But you can hot swap those out. Whereas if you've invested in a skill, it's done. It's there. You have it permanently. There's like a, there's a greater scanning one you can use that actually detects greater mimics, which show up later in the game, which are kind of just spiky mimics with more health. Yeah. Um, And they can mimic like advanced things. Um, Usually larger objects. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Versus not just like a, a cup or a chair or something nearby. Yeah. Basic mimic stuff, really. <laughs> One of the in-world or in-game things that I love is obviously like stuff's going on with the Typhon. There's stuff going on with mimics all the time. Yeah. And you hear from these voice logs and other things. People are like, the fuck? Uh-huh. So you come into this room and there's a lot of sticky notes on things. Uh-huh. And the sticky note says... This is not a mimic. <laughs> because these people actually went through and systematically were like, is this a mimic? Because it could fucking attack you and kill you. Mm-hmm. And people didn't know. And they didn't really have a system. So they would essentially attack each item and then be like, sticky note, this one's yeah. good. Hit it with a wrench first. And then if, if it doesn't Here's attack you. Here's the twist. The sticky notes, all mimics. <laughs> yeah. There's actually, there's a voice log for that in the game when the outbreak outbreak happens and like chief elazar who's a character doesn't really matter is talking to somebody else and um she's like hit everything with a wrench to make sure and then like get back here and then someone in the background's just like but first check the wrench yes i love that line so much yeah it was also because jake obviously is investing in this game he's played through it more than once and with that scene specifically i was tempted to get a whole collection of like a dollar's worth of sticky notes, yeah, uh-huh. right? This is not a mimic and just put it on like random <laughs> shit in the recording room. Oh man. It's pretty freaking great. There's actually one kind of creepy uh, scene where there's a mimic testing chamber where you can like um, reveal certain objects. There's like tubes. Yeah. You yeah. Can open them. I think one's like an apple. Um, and then there was something else. Did you, did you do microscope this? was one? Yeah. Microscope. I think there's, a, I think it's a greater mimic in there. Um, did you do each test, like reveal each item in turn? I think so. Okay. I'm not remembering what you're... Okay, all right. So you might not might have got the final thing. If you have it go through each item, there's the mimic inside will copy each one. 
Um, and then once you're done, it'll like turn towards you and then it mimics a picture of the you family like with Alex and Ooh. Morgan and the parents and it just sits there on the ground. I'm like, what the crap? <laughs> I was like, is this like an Easter egg? Is it, are they breaking the, like the mm-hmm. rules of the universe? Cause there's not something nearby. Not only is it creepy, but if you investigate it and you look at a table nearby, right next to the, um, the mimic chamber, that picture is there, but it's face down. So not only do they creep you out and they don't show you the picture initially, yeah. but they stay consistent to their, to the universe by actually have the picture, having the picture also be there for the mimic to copy. Which is great. Oh, it's super good. It's really I was gonna say it mimicked you. I was like, "What?" Uh, yeah, uh, they're actually. <laughs> so you mentioned that there's a bug. You can find videos of it on YouTube, where if you go into the chamber at like a specific time, it will mimic you, but in a T pose. <laughs> <laughs> I am Morgan. You. <laughs> you couldn't see my arms out in a T pose, but uh, yeah. Imagine me being crucified, and there you go. Oof. Oof. Statistically unlikely. I would hope so. <laughs> but yeah, no. The game's uh, really freaking good. Um, I just... I've I played through it many times. There's achievements for going maximum empathy, saving people as much as possible. Um, one of the last achievements I got was my uh, I and It playthrough, which mm-hmm. is way harder than saving people. It's kill everyone achievement. Okay. Which requires... Uh, some people only arrive later if uh, you saved someone like earlier. Oh, so you have to like save somebody uh-huh. to kill somebody else, then go back and kill the original person. But the thing that really screws you over is we were talking. We talked about the crew quarters for a second. Mm-hmm. There's like there's two telepaths in there, and they mind control human like pawns basically. Um, and they'll if they see you run at you. And they'll be like, ah, get away from me, whatever. I'm not trying to do this, you know. Be and they, they will explode. They explode. <laughs> They're human bombs. Um, but if they explode like that, or if they wander into fire or something else stupid. It doesn't count. It doesn't count because oh. you didn't kill them. So you specifically have to, like, your life is in my hands, <laughs> these NPCs, the parts of the game, until you can safely kill everybody and get eye in it. Damn. Yeah. And there's also one for Awkward Ride Home, which is, uh, without getting into it... Uh, I know which one this is. <laughs> yeah, fly home with the one remaining survivor. <laughs> it's pretty freaking great. Yeah, so the whole... What were we at time-wise? We're probably about 50. Okay. So, like, the overall plot of the game is, like, you figuring out what's going on in the space station, and then... 53. Trying to <laughs> get off the space station, mm-hmm. or resolve things with the space station. Yeah. Because basically you know how crazy infectious the uh, Typhon are and how they can just spread yeah. with just like a mimic or yeah. two. If a mimic kills someone, they use that corpse to spawn four mimics. Damn. I yeah. did not know that actually. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, it's uh, kind of nuts. So basically part of your decision throughout the game is am I going to blow up the whole fucking space station? Yeah. Or can may- we maybe work with the Typhon and use their crazy space alien technology yeah to enhance the human race like the ability to have again going back to bioshock uh for these plasmids 
they could be such amount such good amounts of utility but the same way Mm -hmm. weaponized horribly yeah depending which way it goes you could evolve the human race exactly so you kind of get to make the call as you go on for what you want to do Mm -hmm. and the game is really good at giving you options throughout the game for if you are going more of a empathetic route or a murder hobo Mm -hmm. there's one specific thing i think it's in psychotronics Mm. where there's a prisoner in a room yeah mm-hmm. and basically that is psychotronics yeah. okay mm-hmm. uh, you have the option to essentially run a test where you can bring a mimic into the room and then as the mimic is killing him essentially nuke that whole area yeah and get a specific resource that only would come from the mimic during that time tons of exotics you get tons for doing it yeah or uh, you can let the guy live, and he promises to give you, I think, the key code to like a nearby like uh, weapons closet. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you also have the option to like read the guy's file, and you see that he's a, a convict who's done some pretty heinous shit. Yeah. So you're kind of taking what you have at face value, and the guy's also talking to you like, "Hey, man, like I'm not trying to do whatever." Yeah. So yeah. I actually started to. I started part of the test where the mimic comes in from the outside into like the tube in between. Yeah. And he's like freaking out. Yeah. Cause you would be. So I felt bad and I was like, I'll take your password to the thing instead of trying to find it or hack it. You know, like it, it is, it is evil, right? Like it, it feels bad if you do open the inner gate and you let the mimic like kill the guy. Murder for, for sure. resources. That being said for the I and it playthrough, as you need to kill everyone, you have to let the guy out first and then kill him. <laughs> By my hands alone. By my hands alone. Yeah. Damn. There's a lot of stuff in that uh, armory, though. So it's a, it's a pretty fair trade to get all, like, there's shotguns and weapon upgrade kits and a bunch of nonsense in there. I think, like, maybe even a chipset. There's a lot. Yeah. Um, so the game just feels super solid as far as going through exploration moment to moment gameplay uh progression has always been a huge thing for me yeah because like i said you start off being a guy who's crouching with a wrench uh but later on you can become a psychic force of nature Mm -hmm. or just a rudy tooty shooty boy and as soon as you get like upgrades to like movement speed and jump height and other things at the end of the game, I was just trying to like rush through stuff. Mm-hmm. So it'd be like, hey, here's these three big monsters trying to kill you. And I would, I would just zoop by and be like, nope, next door, <laughs> cutscene, next area. Yep. Just trying to get through my objectives. It's actually really crazy. The Do um, you remember the guts? The yeah. zero-G tunnels inside the station. Um, and playthrough two. So my first playthrough in preparation for this episode was like 36 hours, something like that. Maybe 32. I did a lot. <laughs> I played through again to get some other achievements, but also beat the game in eight hours. Um, and that was much faster. And um, that included actually Transstar Gourmet. That was eating all the items oh, in the wow. station. But what I realized in the guts is there's those, those cysts that like run at you and explode. Mm-hmm. Um, you can fly past all of them and take no damage. Oh, you can just speed run the thing and just full speed like burst yourself through those tunnels if you know where you're going because huh. uh, you're just you know sonic speeds basically 
Another thing, uh, the zero G por- portions of the game are a little bit weird because sometimes you have to go outside yeah. of the station. Mm-hmm. But it's really fucking cool as far as, hey, this is psychotronics or this is the filtering station. Yeah. But you can actually just go. I mean, you ne- you need to set up the airlocks for different things yeah. to have outside access. Yeah, you unlock it from the inside first. Yeah. But you can go through the station on the inside, or you can go through on the outside. Yeah. That's really cool. But also how the zero G handles as far as your thrust and then zing. And then <laughs> hey. being able to like turn and reposition is really cool. And also, because it is space, it feels very desolate. Again, I'm gonna use that word. But also there's shit outside the station. Yes. <laughs> which I did not realize the first time I was exploring. I was like, this is quiet and bleak, mm-hmm. but kind of peaceful. And then I found my first technopath mm-hmm. and shit myself. Yep. They do uh they do kind of uh some of the there is no sound in space like simulation where you can actually hear sounds, but they're the reverberations of like impacts and things like that on yeah. your suit. Like you hear your you breathing, hear. you hear some of the thrust noise. Yeah. If something like impacts against you, you'll feel, like hear feel it. You hear of. the sound. Oof. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. But you can get ambushed real easy. Um, there's actually a guy that uh, has a, a suitcase, a briefcase out in space, and you can track him by using the personnel tracker on the ship uh, that are at a lot of the security terminals. And he's got this little, a nice uh, chipset upgrade that allows you to get like a mini jetpack thrust. And then you can hover afterwards. You just like jetpack up and go. That plus like super jump, and you're you're a god by the end of it. You're just marathon man in the middle of a station. <laughs> I think I, I think I remarked that like you hide from and run from so many enemies like toward the beginning of the game, but by the end, if you're trying to collect their parts to make more neuromods at the uh, fabricator, like they are the prey and you're the predator. You're just going through areas chasing them down. <laughs> Yeah, it's. I have really no complaints about this game. As far as it being an immersive sim, mm-hmm. I will say this live on air. I might like it more than Bioshock. Wow. This, Bioshock, means, a, this means a lot. Listen, I'm not going to get a prey tattoo, <laughs> but it just offers so much in the way of options throughout the game and progression. And for providing a lot of different options to have a solution to a problem. Deus Ex does a great job of this as well. Mm-hmm. You can talk to somebody or you can sneak in through an air vent and say, fuck you, I'm not paying you 100G. The air vents give you. Because like, sometimes you see the air vent afterwards, right? Like, oh, yeah, that's the fucking that's kick the in the thing. pants. You're like, I just wasted 50. <laughs> <laughs> I just wasted some money or like wasted some side quest thing. And I could have just, you know, moved a box, gone in the vents. It uses really intelligent storytelling and sometimes problem solving. Um, I'm, I'm going to stop like... I, I know I got to stop talking about all the things I love about Prey. But again, yeah. so like basically my game of year 2017. Did you see the um, in the looking glass Morgan's message to himself? Uh, did you figure out the key code for the safe? Which safe? Uh, it's a safe in the room that has the, the chair uh, near the beginning of the game. Probably not. It's not super easy to tell, but there's a whiteboard near a safe at the beginning of the game, and it has like you can tell that there was the code for the safe uh, on it at some point, but it's been erased. Later in the game, you get a video message from 
from yourself oh, in the past. Oh, and it's on the whiteboard in and the background. only since it's the looking glass, and when you move to the left and right, you're changing your perspective looking into the room. You can walk to the right and look at the whiteboard, ignoring Morgan over there, trying to tell you important plot stuff, and look at the code on the whiteboard, come back, run to the area, and open the safe. So good. Yeah, they just do a really good job of, like, kind of just dropping little things in there. Yeah. I gotta stop, though. It's 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 a, it's a good game. Yeah. I think a lot of the fun from the game comes from figuring out, like, hey... I want to play this way. And you're like, oh shit, I didn't know that was a thing. Mm-hmm. And just like the discovery of the gameplay or areas themselves. Yeah. Those things I like play styles I completely didn't think would be viable or skills I thought would be a complete waste of time. And I picked them up and I'm like, oh, this is actually amazing. And I completely underestimated this, um, which is largely, largely prey. It's that kind of game. Yeah. Um, it also has a DLC. True called moon crash where you're trying to do like a speed run escape from a station and i think you have to play through as different people yeah i think there's like uh something like six people altogether. um you unlock them as you uh, complete it with different individuals there's some meta progression but the the trick is basically um the enemies i think spawn anew but in different locations for each person uh, as the typhon continue to infest the moon um moon's haunted moon's haunted (laughs) it's pretty accurate um but the resources you use to fight the typhon and escape uh are persistent so if you pick up all the guns with your first guy through like the janitor comes through as your second guy and he's like why are there no guns here (laughs) um so it's uh, it's kind of like a resource management thing across a semi roguelike experience. Different paths will be open, mm-hmm. different playthroughs will be different hazards and things. It's a cool idea. I don't like. I'm not as much a fan of it as the base game, but I give them points for trying something that I would not have expected the DLC to be at all. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't think of that for like anything, <laughs> right? Let alone like, imagine like this. an immersive sim like Deus Ex or Bioshock being like, "All right, here's your roguelike version. Go, uh-huh. yeah." Because uh-huh. they weren't meant to be like fast-paced games. I Prey can obviously get away with a little bit more of that, mm-hmm. and also has more verticality to it. Yeah, because mm-hmm. of the god jumping, <laughs> right? We yeah. went over the athletics. <laughs> but, like sometimes you do need to like climb and go up an area. Yeah, yeah. There'll 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 be like vents above you or like catwalks. Uh, there's sometimes you can just escape enemies by being like, what if I was on top of the cubicle wall in this room? Because <laughs> they don't look up, you know? It's like, yeah. well, they do sometimes if they're looking for you, but it's not, it can't be too easy. Not too easy. Yeah. Not too easy is the name of the show. It's not actually, it's Soapstone. And if you want it to keep being Soapstone, you can listen to us in the future Maybe about topics that you bring up at Gmail, uh, email address, soapstonepodcast at gmail.com, or join the discussion on Facebook at facebook.com slash soapstonepodcast. I think yeah. that, that might have yeah. been the smoothest, <laughs> smoothest outro ever. Man, I really somehow uh, stole your thunder by doing the intro once. You're like, <laughs> I've forgotten how the outro goes. I try to find like what is the maximum amount of roundaboutness and then also pauses in the roundabout i can inject 
There, well, are, there are plenty of pauses in a given episode just for my speaking pattern because hmm. uh, things misfire my brain. And I'm like, <laughs> wait. Okay, words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, that's, that's fine. I have a though. couple of very a, a articulate cadence. sentences. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, what's the word? Oh, the. <laughs> I was going to say, I was about to say, like, it's because you're just making sure that you're focusing on, like, high quality thoughts. You're thinking through what you're saying. And yeah, then, you're, yeah. then you're like, no, the. That's the word. <laughs> I remember, like, early episodes, I actually cut out a lot of the pauses between us talking. Oh, my God. That was, that was brutal early. That's before we had any type of conversation going. Yeah. We were much worse about it then. But also, I, I grew much more confident in our natural cadence, I think. So, it's like, it's it's weird if you cut out the pauses at this point. Because, like, why is everybody talking so fast? So, yeah. Um, please get engaged and just interact in any way, shape, or form. Uh, I will talk about it for, like, a week afterwards. Mm-hmm. Thank you for sending me a potato. Mm-hmm. Um, whoever or, you are. <laughs> <yeah>. Whoever. <laughs> Uh, but also maybe at some point in the future we could challenge people to maybe make their own content soaps unrelated my god if somebody wanted to like take a voice sample modulate it Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. make a dumb thing because otherwise i'm gonna be forced to continue to make dumb videos here and there to entertain myself mainly (laughs) and to torture jake the next video will be one of those like um like uh, donate five dollars to help animals like around the world thing but it's just dave like making videos it's like make content for us so we don't have to <laughs> picture of dave in black and white um yeah that's no, fun well just like pray it is it is very fun until next time we'll see you in the next one 